So the shorter catechism question this week is, who is the Redeemer of God's elect? And the answer is, the only Redeemer of God's elect is the Lord Jesus Christ, who, being the eternal Son of God, became man, and so was and continueth to be God and man in two distinct natures and one person forever. Uh, and so uh, this comes to us in God's providence while we are a little over two-thirds of the way now through the book of Isaiah, uh, which is one of the premier books in the Bible, primary books in the Bible for this doctrine, uh, Isaiah especially being about how uh, Israel was hoping in themselves or hoping in their plans or hoping in other nations to help them or even hoping in other gods or hoping in God as they would like to have him by uh, using carved images to worship, uh, hoping in anything but God and everything else fails. And God himself punishes them so that they can see. He disciplines and chastens them so they can see everything else must fail. And then several times he uses this wonderful language of how he looks to the right or to the left. In one place he uses that language, looking to the right and the left, and there is no one else to save, and he will save. Or he makes everything else to fail so that they will see that he proves himself the only true God because he's the only one who can save. Or uh, he uh, declares himself the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, because he uh, is not only the only one who uh, who can save, but he tells them ahead of time that he's going to do it and how he's going to do it. And then when it is over, they will find that he has done what he alone could know, what he alone pronounced. And so over and over throughout the book of Isaiah, the Lord is the only Redeemer. Uh, and so not surprising that Isaiah is also a place where we get some of the interaction between the Father and the Son, Yahweh talking to the servant, the Redeemer. Uh, Isaiah is where we get things like uh, his name's uh, Wonderful, which is the name, remember, that that he had when Gideon asks, what's your name? And he says, why do you want to know my name since it is wonderful that the, the one who is coming to redeem is the same Lord who had appeared there, counselor, that he is the one who from whom the spirit proceeds and that he is the first paraclete, he, Jesus, the first paraclete. And then he sends another counselor, uh, the spirit's ministry, uh, to us in applying redemption uh, is patterned after the ministry of Jesus to his disciples. Everlasting Father, which is not just uh, everlasting King, although Father was one of the words that was used for King, but the one in whom we know, God the Father, uh, as he says to Philip, and he who has seen me has seen the Father. Uh, and so the divinity of Christ and the humanity of Christ uh, both wonderfully uh, announced he is the uh, he is both the shoot from the stump of Jesse and the root of David, the root from which uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Boaz, Obed, uh, Jesse, David all come. 
the spiritual root of all of his people. Uh, and so that which is being announced to us in this wonderful book then gets wonderfully fulfilled after the book of Psalms, perhaps. Uh, nothing more quoted, or maybe Genesis. Well, there's a lot from the Pentateuch, but Isaiah referenced over and over again in the Gospels, in the Epistles, in the preaching of the Apostles and Acts. Uh, I referenced over and over again uh, in for the identity and nature and work uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and praise God, this humanity is continual. He continues to be our mediator. He continues having bodily resurrected and bodily ascended. When it says he always lives to intercede, it's talking about uh, the difference between his humanity and the priests and the humanity of the priests who came before him who were prevented by death from continuing in their office. But here he's selected from among men and continues in that office as a man. The, the continued humanity of our Lord Jesus even now uh, being precious to us because uh, what he does with this indestructible life is continues interceding for us. And so he's able to finish out uh, our salvation to save us to the uttermost because he always lives to intercede for us by the power of his indestructible life. And he will bodily return and then our bodies will be resurrected and transformed to be uh, like his bodies, like his body. So, and yet he also continues to be the divine son. He is the God man. Uh, and that means that while his humanity is separated from us, yet he himself is not separated from us uh, because he continues to be the eternal son. Uh, and by the spirit, the father and the son come and make their home with us, even as Jesus personally is preparing for us a home with God, uh, which is, of course, himself. And when he returns physically, uh, the wonderful announcement uh, will be that the dwelling place of God is with man, the tabernacling of God. Jesus, of course, himself being the tabernacling of God uh, with man. So, so much, so many riches contained in this answer. The only redeemer of God's elect is the Lord Jesus Christ who being the eternal Son of God became man and so was and continueth to be God and man in two distinct natures and one person forever. This is what we call the hypostatic union, the uh, persons of the Godhead. The old Greek word for that transliterated into English is hypostasis. Uh, that in the one hypostasis, or the one person of the Son, the two natures are united, the person being uh, unchanging, the divine nature being unchanging, and yet the human nature being subject mm -hmm. to change, uh, and the two being united in the person. The only Redeemer of God's elect is the Lord Jesus Christ, who being the eternal Son of God, became man, and so was and continueth to be, 
God and man, in two distinct natures, and one person forever. <laughs>